0: Hey, guys, you want to know something? What? The moths of extinction will eat my brain as they will by clothing, and all of it will disappear into nothing. What is that?
1: That's so true. What is that? I want to feel like that's a line from Sallow.
0: Oh, is it? No. It's William Shatner said that.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, Why did he say that? (laughs) I don't know.
0: He's clinically depressed. I'm not entirely sure. I think that... Elon Musk was he? No, it was. Uh, Bezos put him in a rocket. He saw the planet, and now he's he's bidden his feelings.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that happened.
0: Where he had like you know that phenomenon that that it said that people have when you go up into space and you see Earth, and then you see the vastness of the black inky cosmos and this. Soul a pale blue, blue dog. I was about yeah, to say, uh, fake shit. Uh,
1: Yuri Gagarin just said it made him feel like like he liked God a lot, so <laughs> get fucked.
3: I was going to say, I didn't know where that quote was from, and I was I was thinking that would be a really good uh, cold open for our incredibly depressing episode here. But now and that the- I know it was William Shatner, I'm not... And then the exactly Soviet sure.
1: Union was like, "No, no, no!" Yuri Gagarin. He said that he, when he got up there, he there was More no God, Gagarin, right? Right? Yeah. He said he he said that there was More no God, and then Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin was just like, uh, "That is not uh, what I said."
0: I I. The point is that like there's kind of an overwhelming feeling that a lot of uh, a lot of people get when they go up into space, no matter how far you are, whether it's as far as like the moon or just in orbit, the International Space Station, what have you. The moment that you kind of like get out and you can see fully the separation between the vast inky blackness of the cosmos and the pale blue dot before you, and you realize that oh, this is the only one that we have. Like every other option, like that that famous Carl Sagan video, Mm. that the future is so bleak, and this is the only home that we have. There's this feeling that takes you that you have to take care of it. You have to do what you can. That is a responsibility as you as an intelligent organism of this planet to try and do what you can to safeguard it. Yeah. You're doing a great job of it, I think. I, I think with this, so far this uh, everything everything's looking up. Welcome to Amsterdam. Welcome
1: to Amsterdam. <laughs> but well, it's over one over. Oh, oh no, oh oh, oh no. I got to go ride on the wind well, and time, but it's over one over. Oh,
2: oh
0: no. Welcome, everyone, to a very, well, I mean, there there isn't a non-depressing episode of Babinburg, but there's some that are, it's like a sliding scale of depression and cynicism, and it seems that we're going to get a pretty heavy dose of this one today. Um, I'm Jackal. Uh, Today, we are joined by the usual host of tour guides into the pure existential monotony and gluttonous horror that lays before us today is josiah uh hi i'm josiah finch
1: hello
2: everyone
0: and phil
1: solemn phil this is a solemn phil moment i'm trying not to be a smarmy little prick
0: Thank you so much. Wow. I pre- I, re- I want you to know I really
3: appreciate this. We do really appreciate it. Now, <laughs> it, it is difficult because I do think we have a collection of four to some degree or another goofy personalities. And then every time a tragedy happens, uh, we we struggle to deal with it. Um, but I guess we could just open up right now and address what? dress the elephant in the room. Um, because these events have been unfolding over the last few hours. So we don't know... Uh, enough about it to say anything with a ton of confidence yeah yeah earlier today a uh uh, the school a presbyterian school um uh covenant school in nashville um somebody entered and shot uh six people i believe is the number right now it might be more uh three of the deaths were children i believe um you know again we're still learning as we go yeah, and so you know we, we've we've discussed uh, our share of school shootings and mass shootings on he- on this show. It's it's difficult to think of what to say new about this. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are not struggling to think of something new to say about this because. I'm not sure if it's completely verified yet, but the shooter may have been a trans man. And as we know, this is a really politicized time for trans issues, um, and so it does not prevent the vultures from descending on this one case out of the over 100 mass shootings in our country over the last year, you know, couple months alone, um, to to focus on this one as an example of um, transgenderism. And, um, you know, fuel the, the libelous and frankly fascist attitude toward trans people that we've had in this country, um, you know,
2: over the last few months. So, uh, Yeah, I think this is a pretty scary time. Uh, I am very concerned if the shooter's identity is confirmed as trans. I'm aware the Nashville police uh, commented that the shooter left behind a manifesto. Uh, I will be very concerned if and when that is released to the public. Uh, as you were saying, Josiah, I think like this is 100% going to fuel fascist rhetoric against trans people. Uh, the, ch- uh, the school, Presbyterian, uh, PCA, which I am very certain evangelicals are going to co-op for their persecution narratives. Uh, it's just a very, we are sitting on top of a potential bomb right now that is waiting itching to go off
1: the, the, my big concern because of it's concerning that the shooter might have a might like an an identity that is so politicized right now that if it's true it's it's gonna cause yet another torrent because the last few people who have been accused of this it's been kind of ambiguous and the thing that i worry about is that obviously the right is gonna do a lot of like vague posturing to like this is the reason this is finally the reasons you know school shootings happen in this country finally we understand the reason and you know it's 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 easily disputable trans people make up an extremely small portion of the of the populace and they make up an even smaller portion of what i assume most school shooters like if you if you did a statistical analysis if i'm being like pedantic here if you did a statistical analysis i'm sure you'd find that just out of the number of public shootings that happen in america on a yearly basis this is like just like a drop you know in the pan it's like a statistic first off it would be a statistical anomaly because typically trans people have higher rates of suicide then they have higher rates of like aggravated assault or violence usually they're the ones who are the subject of violence statistically speaking it it it's so hollow and it's so like easily easily just you could say this is not the case it's it's the same thing if if you want to push back against it the easiest thing i could think of right now is that most likely like a lot of shooters they didn't have access to mental health services And they had a lot easier access to firearms, which this is what happens every time. When you mix a country that doesn't care about mental health services and a country that's actively discriminating against trans people really heavily, too, and the availability of, like, the greater availability of, like, semi-automatic automatic firearms to the populace, what you have is, like, just these will keep happening. We know the root causes.
0: Yeah, it's uh scary times we live in, folks. Um the fact that they they did this so quickly off of again, it should be emphasized from what we know right now, all of this is unconfirmed. We don't know any of this right now. But the fact that how quickly they immediately jumped on onto it to em- like to make up fake statistics about completely disproven shit that was posted on 4chan to troll people and to just take that whole cloth as the truth to further build onto this overall ongoing narrative that we've been seeing for the last like two years i think roughly of overall anti-trans rhetoric that's been building up in terms of policy decisions Mm -hmm. it feels like it's been since um roughly like since the like the the midterms Obviously, you know, further back than that, but sure, it feels but- like in the last couple of years we've had a, we've picked up more on it. And now the fact that they'll have, they, they're they going to, they're already acting as if they have a quote-unquote smoking gun. When, again, I will, if we take that, okay, let's say that it's true, which we don't know. By the way, we still have no idea if that's true. If it is, that doesn't mean that all trans but obviously they're going to act that way and just use it as another aspect of their overall campaign which i think at this point we can say solidly is genocidal it is oh yeah and they're not planning to stop just at trans people they're planning on moving it on to quite literally everyone that is does not fit within their specific confines of what a good old uh, a good old human being is and It's a very narrow conception it's going yeah. to be used to go down down the ladder. We're already seeing like infighting between like the um you know the L G B without the T stuff. Now they're saying oh. uh, you know L L G without the B, and so you're already seeing like these like things of even within like aspects of Uncle Toms. Let's say we're already seeing that that this friction. That it's very clear what the narrative is going to be going forward after they get done with one group then how they're going to move on to another, and then another. And you being the – you don't want to be the Ernst Rommel. It didn't end well for him, and it won't end well mm-hmm. for you either. But we're still in the world where we are, where this is – regardless of the actual truth of something, they're going to use it as a way to further demonize and hurt people who just want to fucking live their lives. Yeah.
3: Well, and and so we're seeing this already, like – um you know marjorie taylor Greene tweeted at three forty-five today which was like i believe like 45 minutes after the information that they might be trans came out she she tweeted how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender nashville school shooter taking everyone can stop blaming guns now which yeah you- eat absolute shit um but you know this this is it's it's building up a narrative really fast it's 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 the spin is going i i i was at the gym today um i was at the gym like with fox news on one of the TVs just watching the spin happening like oh yeah very... live
2: what concerns me right now is how they're trying to spin ssris into it which is an anti you know anti anxiety medication things like that uh so not just trans people. This could potentially also branch out into neurodivergent people as well as LGBTQ yeah. people. Um, I got oh, no. my.
3: I literally, I'm on SSRIs. The fucking right here.
2: Everybody oh, on this I'm podcast both... is on SSRIs. I, I think. I think, I, think makes, we, I think we might probably all be, except yeah. for Jackal, who is normal. But I, I
1: don't wait, wait, want wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. Well, you know, let's not <laughs> <I don't> be let's not be too hasty about that that wording. No. I, think it's <laughs> just,
3: I think it's just Finch and I, but um. Joe, D- point-
1: diet coke is my SSRI. Yeah, that does hey. not.
0: That's not a medication. SSRIs
2: uh, do, do, origin would be popping SSRIs like. <laughs> this M&M's.
3: is this is not the time to start working on that yeah. joke on the show. Uh,
0: <laughs> that is something to keep in mind for later, though. Keep in mind because it's a good bit, I, but um, to build out the point that you said though, Finch. They did the same thing with like every other time where there's been a tragedy and someone has been on some kind of medication, whether it's anti anxiety yeah, or some other yeah. kind. They always, they always pivot to that. That I remember when I was listening to Knowledge Fight and I, I heard Alex Jones say that this was a way of the deep state, like programming people, was via the, this. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, if we're gonna see them use that same talking point again.
2: Oh, definitely. Even though it's and been like- a
0: couple of years, it would surprise me if they dust it off.
2: Fascism, extremely hostile, not only to like, you know, uh, LGBTQ people, minorities, very, very hostile to disabled and neurodivergent people. We saw this in Nazi Germany, who were the first people the Nazis killed, disabled people and mentally ill people. And they did this because one, they saw those groups as inferior, first and foremost. Also, they were groups that they were pretty sure no one would miss. And that's why they started out their genocidal campaign. With people with Down syndrome. With people with polio. With people with... uh, His... Quote-unquote hysteria. This has been their playbook since the beginning.
1: Because as somebody who uh, has a neurodivergent brain and falls into the uh, not straight category of people... Uh I I I don't like the possibility that my wife and I will be thrown in the meat grinder. That's not yeah. fun. I don't want no. to be ground into meat. No. I don't want to be ground into meat. That's not that's not fun. I I don't want them to be like cuz like every time I walk in a room and it's just me and my wife and I don't know if people it, it like to leak that one time we we had him like on the show and he saw me on camera and he was like, "Oh my god, Phil looks a lot gayer than I thought he would." And I'm just like, "Hell yeah." But I, I I also know that like people in public see me and they're like that that is not a straight man. Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to be I don't want to be executed. I don't want to die. I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those people who are just they're just like well out out with the queers am I right fellows? Yeah. And they just got like the a huge like scythe ready to cut me down into a bunch of little pieces, because like I don't know it's a it's a meme at this point but the fascists will inevitably come for you because fascism mm-hmm. has this like it, it it's a death cult and basically what ends up happening is that fascists are self-proofing so you know it's like once they get rid of like people who are like lesser people once they get people who they deem like basically inferior objectively which is basically anybody queer or disabled or like anybody who's like a different race once they get rid of those people then they start like doing blood quantum amongst themselves and they're just like well uh, oh, we've run out of we've run out of all of the the people we don't like to execute what now and then they'll move on to be like hey you over there you have mixed heritage you know what's that about why don't we uh why don't we take care of that and then they'll just like keep moving down the list until yeah. well, a very and, and... small subset of people are left and it's like at that point usually they're they implode on themselves far before that but like they're not they're not like sane or competent or capable people they're just they're just hoping to cause basically the end of the world through their own destructive like idiocy yeah <sighs> And, and yeah i mean we're, we're seeing
3: this kind of disturbing shift so like um i don't know this story is the is bringing together two threads of american politics right now that represent to me the the darkest ends of american politics right now which are mass shootings and and transgender issues um or transphobia specifically um and so it's it's hard because i don't want the victims names to be like lost in this or anything right like i don't want us to you know lose the people who's you know l- lose that aspect of this the, the people whose, whose lives were lost um but then also the way this is getting politicized toward anti train stuff immediately demands that we like start addressing that right and so i, I don't know I, i'm kind of processing this out loud maybe this isn't the most coherent thought but
2: no no keep going <sighs>
3: No, but I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really pissed off. I'm pissed off for the children that have died. I'm pissed off for the children whose lives are going to be made miserable um because of anti-trans legislation which we're seeing the rise of. You know, I one one of the ones I wanted to bring up was was in Iowa um a bunch of tr- anti, uh, a bunch of uh, like trans trans care among minors has been banned completely. There's also a ban of in schools going into bathrooms that are not your assigned sex. Um, and so, like, we're watching children um, considering fleeing the state right now in Iowa. And then, of course, Iowa's not the only state that's seeing this shit. So, this is just kind of already in the middle of happening. Like, like I wrote a quick substack piece yesterday, depressed about trans issues, and then now we found a scapegoat. Like like I was already worried about this. You know what I mean? And then now they found yeah. a scapegoat. And I don't know. I'm um I don't know I don't know what to I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm fucking pissed. Um tired. I'm sad.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something, you guys. Sure. I semi semi broke my Linton fast just to see like what everybody was I did not log into Twitter I just looked at the trending tag of the school shooter
3: yeah um, did you see why it's good you're taking a break right now
2: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> because what struck me yeah. was just was just the excitement of the far right talking heads just the excitement yes oh yeah they're, their nice. tweets they're yeah. thrilled of being like ah We got, we got, we got him now. Finally, one of them is is frothing at the bit. They love this. Like,
0: it's disgusting to see. Like, I looked at one guy, not going to say his username, but he looks about what you would expect a neocon intelligentsia douchebag to look like. And, well, we're going to try to make this episode a little easier for Josiah to edit. So I'm not going to say the other things that I usually say that Josiah is (laughs) lovely to exclude from the episode. But they're just like, it's like, it's tweets like across several several like like 10 minutes each just about like we need to talk about this we need to talk about this this is very important we need to talk about this like constantly like they're they're loving this and that's fucking gross. And as
3: if we're not already fucking yes. talking about it as if you guys aren't making us fucking talk about this all the time it's the only thing you all think about you know like it's the only thing the right has been thinking about for months now is Trans people and how to make their lives miserable. What do you mean we, we we need to talk about this? You fucking forced this conversation on us nonstop for days and days and days now. I,
0: fucking what, day in uh, and day out. They made like it's across f- the entire,
3: entire fucking country want to talk about. You know, and then like fucking William Wolf, um tweeted, you know, if you're a private Christian school that holds to historic Christian teachings on sex and gender, you need to harm to hire. Ugh, excuse me. You need to hire armed security now. So like we have this already immediate endorsement of like we need to fucking put guns in churches. We need to be, you know, this is this feels like fucking I, I don't want to drop this line because it's not quite the same it's definitely not the same thing but it feels like the fucking reichstag fire right where it's like this is a genuine tragedy but already this was a tragedy that everyone was primed and frothing at the mouth for it to happen and they're about yep. to fucking hurt a lot of people over it <sighs> okay i'm I've oh yeah i'm sorry <laughs>
2: no you're right this no, is very
0: completely the reichstag justified fire.
2: This is very similar to the... This is like... This could be their Reichstag. Yeah. Just think of the glee that the Nazis felt when that happened.
3: Yeah, when you finally... Oh, we got the, the anarchists did it. The left burned this down. Now we can blame it on them and whatever, right? It's like... It's the same thing. They have been waiting for you know, like like Philip pointed out, there had been so many cases where there had been floated suspicion of whether shooters had been trans or non binary or whatever, but it was never quite confirmable and it wasn't like somebody. And it always like was something that they
0: passed off, like it went away a couple of because it just wasn't there just wasn't a lot substantiated
3: enough. And it was sometimes it was just straight up 4chan, which I don't know if you guys saw, but 4chan tried its hat at this shooting also i did yeah. yeah it was it was the yeah the usual thing given that always they're gonna do it but they took they, they fucking it blows my fucking minds, mind there were like there were Every like time. several several conservative people sharing oh my god this samantha hyde person is the one who did the shooting
0: <laughs> you jesus christ
3: morons god. you fucking morons how many times do we fall for a fucking sam hyde meme you god damn but that's how urgent that's how excited they were right that, they, you know, most of these guys, if they've been on the Internet, have seen a Sam Hyde meme, like seen this 4chan do this before. They don't fucking care. They were so excited that a fucking trans person did something. You know what I if mean? If you like, are on
0: the Internet yeah. for any extended period of time, if you're especially on Twitter, but also just broadly the Internet, you've seen this meme before. It's every mass shooting that that's done. They that, do this they do every that time. It, that that mm-hmm. you see that, that picture of, of Hyde. This is every time. At this point, if you fall for it, you're the stupidest you fucking. Person. You're just dumb. You're just a really should, stupid person. Should, I don't think you yeah. should be around you, sharp you, objects. You, you, I don't think let alone you a fucking be computer. Fucking
3: sharp objects. I, I, I'm afraid that if we let you walk in the same direction, you'd fall off a cliff like a lemming. Okay, you fucking morons.
0: Like you're, you're if either very somehow dumb. fall for this shit again. But, well, I mean, like, every t- so you can see. Sometimes it's the same person who falls for it again.
2: Well. well I'd say they're either very dumb or very dishonest.
0: Very dishonest,
3: which is probably more likely. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Well, you know what the worst part is? It's, it's, so I, I get secondhand, like, Fox shit from, like, I walked into a pizzeria. I walked into a pizzeria once and they were watching Fox News in there. And I remember just thinking what, like, that these people are so soulless that all they do is talk in circles about two things. Transgender people and, like, gas stoves. That was the... Now, that's what they were talking about at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, I
3: remember you talking about this a few few weeks back, it, Because yeah.
1: it, it's just so silly, like, the concept is so absurd, that their their only, like, content is trans people are evil, transgenderism is coming for your, your children, you will be prepared, uh, Joe Biden won't let us use our gas stoves, he's gonna steal my gas, and it's it's so... Well it's These it's people it, are so pathetic. It's they're the so the new pathetic. the
3: the right-wing news cycle always has one short-term thing they're obsessed over and one long-term one. So right, exactly. now, right now the long-term one is trans people and then the short-term one was like gas stoves for a fucking week if anybody remembers that now because it's gone oh god and it's (laughs) some fucking other thing you know it's always something like that's the immediate news cycle and then there's the broader narrative about trans people right before trans people with crt that was the big one that was going on for about a year you know i don't know it just feels exhausting that like how do you guys keep fucking falling for this i i don't Well, and the thing is like, I I know, I know that this is just, it's a moot point to talk about how fucking dishonest they are and how much these narratives are are brought up with hypocrisy. But like, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, right. With the SBC, you know, we were talking about the way that, you know, these, the, 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 um, you know, anti-gay stuff would pop up and spring up in like. In intensity among these activists who were then like having their churches being investigated for grooming. And if I'm correct, you had a story that was exactly about that, that came out this year or this week, uh, this right. week, right?
2: Yes. Just today, actually. Mm. Yes. So there was a Republican activist in Houston who knew for years that there were a multitude of child sex abuse claims against a Southern Baptist pastor. Uh, according to a lawsuit. Uh, his name is Jared Woodfill. Under oath, he admitted that he was told in 2004 that Paul Pressler, uh, a Southern Baptist leader, had sexually abused a minor. He did not cut ties with this Southern Baptist pastor, or leader, and he openly lied about his knowledge about this. He previously stated that he had no knowledge of Pressler's behavior until uh, another allegation uh, with another young man came forward uh, in 2016, and uh, the stuff—the stuff that's described here—that this pastor did will uh, make your toes curl. So I don't know if we want to go over this, but it's the same thing I was saying before.
3: It's always the same oh. thing, yeah.
2: Yeah. Southern Baptist Convention is, like, they're really facing a reckoning about this, so this is why it keeps coming up on this podcast.
3: Yeah, because it's been a few years now since the the big, notable SBC, like, the convention that a bunch of this stuff was getting brought up at. But, like, yeah, I mean... And I know it's it's it feels like useless to even make the point that they're hypocrites, but they are because this whole fucking grooming thing is coming out of these anti anti gay and anti trans activists, where a lot of them are coming from churches that have these sex abuse scandals. Well, it is.
2: Up. It's one. It's one hundred percent <laughs> deflection. Mm-hmm. It's 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 deflection. Um, I forget who it was today. I think it might have been Stephen or Josh who stated. Had made a pretty good point in the uh, in the chat. It's sort of also a sort of Freudian projection, I'd say. In the Southern Baptist and a lot of evangelical churches, you have a very us versus them rhetoric that goes on. Mm-hmm. Am I correct, Josiah?
3: Yeah, yeah. And and then you identify your worst impulses or the worst impulses of yourself with this other enemy, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: And we're, and I'm going I'll, to, I'll, I'll quote, uh, who was it who said this, Stephen?
3: Friend of the show.
2: Friend of the show. Stephen says um, it's a Freudian projection of groomer rhetoric. You know, you have these people in this us versus them environment who let these abusers get a pass because they are perpetuating the ideology that these, you know, activist pastors put forward. And they think that they're the good guys, and it has to go somewhere. You know, that a- anxiety is, if we, if we, the good guys, are allowing this, imagine what the bad guys are doing.
3: Yeah, it must be tenfold, yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: I think it is also just deflection, as you were saying, Josiah, just projecting their bad behavior on someone else. Being like, look over there, look at it over there, look at it over there. And I think because of evangelical hegemony in the United States, the press doesn't just eats it up. Because we mm-hmm. haven't had we've had like a semi spotlight report on these churches through the Houston Chronicle, but it didn't get the media frenzy. No, it, did, it didn't. No, nothing, get the a, nothing
3: equivalent to the to the Catholic stuff. I mean, it's you know, it's not like even it's though not it like, should, it, 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 it should get. It's, as it's not like we. It, it's not like you hear fucking uh, Baptist preacher jokes the way you hear Catholic priest jokes. You know what I mean? You, yeah. should. Like, you should. You should. It, yeah. it
0: feels like the the same kind of ist- institutional corruption and glut and protection that was presented in the spotlight article and the subsequent articles and the, the just revelations that came from that. That was the same thing that we saw from that Houston article. And the fact that we've only been getting it kind of piecemeal from this Feels like it feels like you're in a bit of a parallel dimension because this is basically like the same thing, it is yes. just happening again in a different denomination,
2: yeah. And I, I mean, like, and, and this one might be even worse. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. it says, oh, you know, it's you know, other people are doing it. I'm not like that fucking trad that a fucking trad that does that stuff, but I'm saying. I believe it was 10 churches investigated in the in the Houston Chronicle spotlight report, right? 10 churches that had 700 victims. Jeez. There are Christ. like what, 47,000 Southern Baptist churches? Yeah
3: that's yeah that's a lot so i mean i mean who knows we're, we're never gonna we're not gonna know the probably the full i mean with the extent that like stuff about the catholic church is still coming out i'm sure stuff about the sbc is going to continue coming out it's like we're not going to know these exact numbers but you're, you're right to at the very least say it is as prevalent or if not more in the sbc as it was and currently is in the catholic church it's like how are they not having the same level of reckoning right you know How are we not seeing like the fucking mass exodus from the church that we saw after the spotlight article at the beginning of the millennia with the Catholic church, right? You'd Mm -hmm. think, but maybe it's because, well, and and actually that's what makes me most disturbed about the state of the SBC is that we don't see this mass exodus. Most people seem to be very aware that this is what's going on in their church and don't give a shit. Yeah. And that's scary because at the very least- you know, the one thing you can say about a lot of the Catholics is that the Spotlight article rocked their world. Yeah. The SBC one has not rocked anyone's world. And that's that's stunning.
2: It, it just, it kind of like shows, it seems like in those two different situations, the Catholic church and the Catholic culture, you know, the lay people, clergy that weren't doing this, they all recognize that it's wrong, that it's exceptional. It's out of a norm. In the Evangelical Church, this shit seems to be normalized. Very, mm-hmm. very nor- I am still, like, chilled by that thread that somebody wrote about, like, young girls in the Evangelical Church being essentially pre-groomed. Mm-hmm. That really still disturbs me.
3: Yeah, uh, that was uh, Laura Robinson.
2: Laura Robinson, yeah. yeah and I don't mean... And I don't want to be, like, the Alex Jones memer, fear-monger... Fear-monger... But I do think that it is important to keep talking about this massive scale abuse in this evangelical denomination, because the press certainly is giving them all the benefit of the doubt, certainly covering their asses, whether like intentionally or unintentionally. They're not getting fucking lampooned in the public space. Yeah. And why isn't that? I I, I can't tell you why. It could Mm. be hegemony. It could be that. Initially, a lot of the victims were little girls, because pastors have more access to little girls. It, it, could, just, it, it could just be that it's just so normalized in that culture that nobody cared. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's just because the SBC has way more politicians, you know, in its ranks than the Catholics do. I, I couldn't tell you. It is baffling to me that this is not talked about at all.
1: Well... I don't know. I think our I think our job as Christians, as practicing Christians, is to, like, beat these people to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I, I know we're not supposed to, like, follow Leviticus law anymore, but we should bring back public stonings. <laughs> <laughs> of SBC I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not usually gonna I'm not gonna usually <laughs> question God here, because, like, You know, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is always right. However, he might have been a he might have been a little bit too lenient when he was saying, "He was he who is without sin cast the first stone." I'm gonna cast a few stones. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus. You're you're my best friend. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. I think we should rock somebody's world if you if you catch my meaning, like. I, I don't know i i think we should as as a community as a christian community look at look at those who are not representing the teachings of our lord and just you know go to town yeah just uh, it, it gets them out of uh, a purgatorial hell in a universalist view gets them out of purgatorial hell a little quicker you know
3: yeah, it's a loving they act. won't
1: be able to rack up as many sins it's like anias and sapphira you know we're saving you from yourself just, you know, um, just roll I'm, with it.
0: I'm sure, yes. Um.
2: <laughs> I, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. And if this sounds too schizo, Zai, you gotta d- delete it. Um. No,
0: I love keeping all your schizo shit.
2: Please don't. That shit, I have shit a rocks. Vibe. I have a really I'll, good I'll, position. I'll. I will...
0: I will be the judge if this is too schizo or not. Because right. I just going to, just going to, just no, want to. I,
2: I, I just want to, and I, I hope that, like, I, I've been making sense with all my points. Because it's just very- You are, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. It's very frustrating that this has not become sort of more of a mainstream topic. And, and you know, I, I, I was just thinking about, like, that there were a lot of little girls who were victims, right? I wonder, I, I, I'm starting to wonder- I, I, and I've made this point also before, is because the abuse of young girls is also so normalized in America, and everybody does it. You have actors, politicians, writers, pastors. That 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 it, it was. Just, it's accepted as a norm. What I'm wondering is if had this been mostly little boys who had been abused, ha- would it have been a bigger story? Had it come out in 2002 that Catholic priests were abusing little girls, would it have been as big of a story? Hmm you get what i mean you might have to yeah
1: all of this josiah i don't don't know well it it could be that i I don't know women are usually the subject of a lot of like public abuse so it could be that like the catholics are a special case and they're like oh well well look at all these these little boys being abused and then Mm -hmm. on the flip side you know now that that's business as usual now when uh you know a, a large quantity of women are being abused yeah. you know the journalists as a few as a once and future journalist myself uh that's irresponsible but what they're doing is uh their bosses are most likely like well that's not content material people expect that and i'm just like uh.
3: yeah well no i mean i i, I don't know i i'm not I, I can't decide if you're right or not but i would say like i i think think there might be something to that and mm.
2: And I'm i not um, saying that boys were not abused in the Southern well, Baptist Convention. Boys and girls. It was very equal yeah, yeah. And,
0: mm-hmm. and, and But I I, and, I think that your point, Finch is
3: Yeah, not that it's not equally vile for it to happen to boys. Yeah, to exactly. clarify. But yeah, yes, exactly. I yeah.
0: Right. You're you're not I by dude the point that you're making that the casual abuse of women and girls is so normalized and just patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was um if a I feel awkward doing this um if you read uh apo um if, if you read yeah. like uh um what um Ajalan ajlan wrote about like in talk like in writing about like a uh, democratic federalism something that he mentioned was like one of the first forms of hierarchical abuse was towards women those whom you assigned as lesser and in patriarchal society that was how you assigned women that was the first the technically the first instance was the subjugation of of nature but through that it's women that's where a lot of that stuff began so the way that casual abuse towards women is so normal normalized i i get fully what you're saying um it's not not saying that this is not also directed toward um men or, or or boys in that case or like it's not you're not saying that it's not directed through there, but no, there's okay. a there's kind of an acceptance that that well, it's expected for mm-hmm. uh, for women, and and that like, and then that's where kind of that silence comes from.
2: I just want to make this a side point, jo- Josiah. Uh, you can decide whether or not you want to keep this in. I, I saw a YouTube comment it was like, "Yeah, I was a Catholic, and I went to the evangelical church to get away from the abuse." You went to the evangelical church to get away what? from it. A- <laughs> oh my god.
0: I, 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 Buddy, I, oh my god. I, boy, do I have news for you.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, my guys, god, I'm I, so sick of the bear cave. Uh, I decided to go to the lion's den.
1: Oh my god. I
3: I was sick of eating pizza at Pizza Hut, so I went to Domino's. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, guys, I'm really
1: I'm really sick of the homophobia in the Catholic Church. Let me go to the Southern (laughs) Baptist Convention.
3: Convention.
0: (laughs) Where I'll be where, you know, I'll be accepted for who I am. (laughs) So everyone, I have some unfortunate news to tell you, or fortunate. Uh, Ted Cruz has decided to level it on. Thank
3: this topic. God, good. Was I, was what, I was wondering. I was wondering what he uh, had to say. A voice <laughs> missing from the
0: discourse. <laughs> now, instead of me reading it, I've decided to let our lovely co-host Phil <laughs> be the one who reads out Ted Cruz's eloquent thoughts on the current tragedy and the his, Thank God, and his salute <laughs> and his solution to. How we can solve this problem.
3: Alright, take it away, Senator Cruz.
1: Alright, uh, Jack sent this directly to me. The Covenant school shooting was horrific. For everyone who says thoughts and prayers aren't enough, I agree. That's why every single Senate them voted against my bill doubling police officers in school. One armed officer could have stopped this lunatic. Before a child was killed.
3: Mmm. Mm. Thank you. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you, Senator Cruz.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Senator Cruz. Yeah. Thank you, Senator big, Cruz. Uh, why,
1: why aren't they talking about me? Why aren't they talking about me right now? It's just, it's like big why aren't they... Why am why am I not the center of this conversation? I, yeah,
3: yeah, and and I think Cruz is so right. You remember how useful the police were after Uvalde? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. Was, <laughs> was so.
0: Thanks. Was yeah, so you remember
2: useful. how useful the police were during Columbine? during Oh, just
0: the- they were, they were the best during the- every single time that there's- a, they, they just have the best response time. Yeah. They do everything that you should to perfect-
1: they've, the so 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 well, <sighs> they've got the best response time. They're so good. They've got the best response time. They on that note, response the quicker. I think we'll move you, on, President. but
3: I would like to say, um, I don't know, uh, this was a tragedy- um, I, I know thoughts and prayers are not enough, but um the victims though are prayers. <sighs> yes. Um yeah. and uh, and also, like I, you know, stand with your trans friends if this becomes the Reichstag fire that we're scared it is. Yeah. And on that note, uh we'll play some music right now and we'll get a little more goofy and a little more lighthearted. How about that? Yeah, da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun.
1: Everyone sick up eating pizzas at
2: Tom and tomatoes so I went to pizza. That's so
0: that that's, that might be the funniest thing I can do so. ever yeah. <laughs> Thank you,
2: thank you.
1: This feels oh. like a
0: Robocop bit. Yeah. yeah, welcome back from our
3: brief intermission. This is the podcast, Man and uh And Finch had an
0: article she wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Something that I think that only Finch and I have any, any um, know-how in, because it has to do with The Last of Us.
1: I love yeah, it up I, the uh, what's going on with that? Are you doubting that I am a, I am a true gamer?
0: Have you yes. played The Last of Us?
1: I have played The Last of Us.
0: I, okay, wow. you
3: know what? I'm,
0: I you have surprised. Oh, me great! First. Now I get I to fucking be did. the old man this episode. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Oh yeah. As as usual, you guys. You, you guys
3: sh- have ever played a Age of Empires 2?
1: <laughs> Listen, I don't want to. F- you guys I don't, played I don't, I don't Diablo fantas- before? <laughs> I don't fantasize about fucking. You know my what, I played, <laughs> <laughs> what? I haven't played Josiah. <laughs> <You know laughs> what I haven't
2: played fucking Rimworld.
1: Which I keep seeing you. Which I keep
3: seeing you No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. No, no, no! I keep seeing you play it before episodes.
3: <laughs> I oh, okay. Look, that was one time. That was I, a pretty
0: long time that you were playing Rimworld.
3: Just yeah, it was yeah, also two years. This okay, okay. To, to clarify this for the listeners at home, this happened like two years ago. There was one time that I forgot what doing. night of the week Where's we going? were recording, and. I did not show up until like two hours after two our more record hours. time. I, I'm just hearing. And it g- kept
0: saying I'm, there was a yeah. little green <laughs> and <it> notification, <laughs> and it said Josiah is playing RimWorld. Yeah, we yeah, were and, like, also so like me, screaming Jacqueline at So me, Jacqueline,
2: Phil you. are in 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 the recording booth, and I just have to keep hearing Phil saying over and over, "He's playing RimWorld. <laughs> He's not looking at my messages. He's this, playing this, RimWorld."
3: This was back in the day before we had each other's phone numbers. I think that this would not have happened now. Because you guys could call me angrily. Would you me have noticed, angrily. Josiah? Would well, if you, you you called noticed? Me, if you called me, I probably would have noticed.
1: That's right.
3: Uh, Finch,
1: uh, Finch left was me a voicemail. This two ago. Finch I left me a voicemail today because I was late. Some th-
2: sins can't be forgiven, Josiah.
1: Phil, what were
3: you <laughs>
2: Much saying? Much like your Phil. adoption of Calvinism.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Phil. Phil, what are you saying? What are you trying to say? I was like... Uh, finch i was like uh the finch left me a voicemail i haven't listened to yet because i was late today <laughs> oh
0: you oh, should yeah. listen to it later it's funny
3: last of us article though last of us last of us last, last, of, last, us, last, last of,
1: of us last of us so, open up the so
0: josiah well i know that you are you only the only video games you play are i think Pong and <laughs> staring get <at> paint
3: <laughs> yeah i the original mario
1: <laughs>
0: you you Yahoo! you're infamous for for the only console that you own is a super nintendo
1: yeah josiah's gonna be sitting there like in the mario movie and he's he's gonna hear chris pat pratt do the 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 mario voice where he's like mushroom kingdom here we come and like josiah's just gonna be sitting there looking at the screen it's like he hasn't he hasn't said yahoo once. Yeah, that's Yo, gonna This happen. is truly
0: going to be this, Josiah. This is going to be the worst cinematic experience of your life. You're yeah. gonna be so angry <gasps> at the Mario movie. I'm, they did I'm
3: pretty excited
1: Dad. about this Mario. Yo, they movie. made him 3D. That's they have fucking Charlie the Day.
3: They have, man, that, that that movie looks absurd.
2: All right, uh, it
3: actually looks
0: quite fun. But yes, Finch, we yeah, have, yeah, a, Finch, you have a, yeah. a Last of Us article In, in
2: light of the recent uh, news. Uh, coming out of the uh, coming out of Israel and Palestine of awful awful human rights atrocities, uh, I decided let's let's talk about gaming.
1: <laughs> <It's
0: terrible. laughs> <Thank laughs> let about the the <laughs> thank the video
3: Thank you.
1: Super yeah. Smash Brothers. No, 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 but like melee. Uh,
2: open up the articles. Um, so this is a very interesting article that I believe uh, Kirby uh, posted. Several months ago, that I just found today, which is called The Not So Hidden Israeli Politics of The Last of Us Part 2. Oh.
1: And the uh, oh, person
2: no. uh, who wrote this article, Emmanuel
0: Mayberg, I think
1: yes oh i was i thought you were gonna say Kant there for a second and i was like he's at it again why folks. would i say
2: emmanuel Kant?
0: Yes, yeah emmanuel he re- uh, he was Kant. really ahead of this his yeah time he was movies. really into <laughs> <the> <laughs> last uh, just of out of out of I all accidentally- the things that he, he just suddenly wrote an article about the last everyone's like, fuck is the last of us he'll like he'll like you're, you're a great great kid and <laughs> kids will get it don't worry um, <laughs> insert back to the future meme i'm sorry finch please introduce it
2: all right no, it was a very interesting article about The Last of Us, uh, Part Two, and this um this author um grew up in Israel, and he makes the point that he believes The Last of Us Part Two, uh, though it tries very hard to, pre- uh, push that it is uh has a neutral stance that all parties are at fault, he argues that um it really perpetuates a cycle of violence that it it is trying to condemn. You have like two fac There are two factions in Seattle, Josiah, uh, as you oh, know. Thank you. Yeah. I, spoiler warning: If you haven't played or know what happens in the game, well, let's
0: not give too many, too many like. I'm hesitant to say too much. Too many like plot important spoilers.
2: Yes. <laughs> no. Ah! No. Phil.
0: Phil, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna cut your feet off.
2: <laughs> yeah. So when we uh catch back up with the game the previous games two protagonists joel and ellie uh something very bad happens to joel and ellie decides to go for revenge against the people who hurt him and they are part of a group called the washington liberation front wlf or wolves and they are seattle-based uh they are they've somehow managed to create a fry. They've somehow managed to create a thriving society that has agriculture and um is pretty high-tech, all things considered. Uh, and they are fighting against a... It's like a strange post They're a religious... It's a... Yeah, it's
0: l- a... It, they're a vaguely Abraham... It, it's never specified exactly what kind of tradition they're coming from. It's vaguely Abrahamic because the name Seraphites obviously comes from the Seraphim, um, the class of angels within Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Right. So it's broad enough that they have some kind of Abrahamic base. So yeah. the lore thing, the Seraphites are like a religious cult that are an island off the coast of Seattle and that they were originally established following this woman who was instrumental in leading this group of people to survive um, after the Cordyceps outbreak and they since then have turned her into like a a messianic figure that has allowed this cult to grow and establish itself further and the wolves and the seraphites have had this long-running like back and forth conflict over the territory of the city of seattle itself
2: right um so i'm gonna read from the article really uh quickly um because It gives pretty good context around uh, the game creator, Neil Druckmann, and his sort of inspirations for the storyline for the second game, which was, I will say, kind of mid. Anyway, the game's co-director and co-writer, Neil Druckmann, an Israeli who was born and raised in the West Bank before his family moved to the U.S., told the Washington Post that the game's themes of revenge can be traced back to the 2000 killing of two Israeli soldiers by a mob in Ramallah. Some of the gruesome details of the incident were captured on video, which struckman viewed. In his interview, he recounted the anger and desire for vengeance he felt when he saw the video and how he later reconsidered and regretted those impulses, saying they made him feel, quote, gross and guilty, but it gave him a kernel of a story. I landed on this emotional idea of, can we, over the course of the game, Make you feel this intense hate that is universal in the same way that unconditional love is universal, Druckmann told the Post. This hate that people feel has the same kind of universality. You hate someone so much that you want them to suffer the way that you, they've made someone you love suffer. Druckmann drew parallels between The Last of Us and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict again on the last official Last of Us podcast. When discussing the first time Joel kissed another man to protect his daughter and the extraordinary measures people will take to protect the ones they love, Druckmann said he follows a lot of Israeli politics and compared the incident of Israel's release of hundreds of Palestinian prisoners in exchange for uh, for the captured Israeli soldier in Gilad Shalit in 2011. I'm sorry to listeners at home if I'm mispronouncing these words. I am a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. (laughs) Uh, He said that his father thought that the exchange was overall bad for Israel, but that his father would release every prisoner in every prison to free his own son. That's what the story is about. Do end, the ends justify the means. And it's so much about perspective. If it was to save a strange kid, maybe Joel would have made a different decision when it was his tribe his daughter there was no question about what he was going to do what do you guys think so far about these sentiments
0: it doesn't really surprise so i kind of knew about this beforehand um i think i even might have read this article before back when the game first came out mm. um cuz the game released uh during the during like the immediate height of the pandemic in 2020 and the very controversial for Lots of reasons that we won't go into today, but uh, that was something that kind of stuck out to me back when, because um, I didn't make the I because he he did say before that these kind of sentiments were something that he was thinking about like as a father, um, like a newly as like a new father, like those were feelings that were coming up. So I wonder how how this kind of interacts because I remember he I I remember like he went into a whole thing about like what how much lo- like how much of this love for someone can can kind of go and what kind of logical extremes would you follow it that is a very universal theme and i i kind of think that that's why the first game is so strong and why that story is so strong and it kind of feels that the second game gets a lot more muddy because it's a little less focused than that, and it kind of feels that way because the conflict between the wolves and the Seraphites, as it's laid out, is both it is that, but he they don't take the time to even really make it a, like the Seraphites have um stereotypical applications of being of Palestinian aspects to them, right? But right. they don't uh- go. It's still like not, not, he still is not going all the way there, so it feels kind of muddy. Well,
2: this is the argument uh, Emmanuel makes about the Wolves and Seraphites and how he believes that the conflict really manifests itself in the game, even though it's very subtle. The history and power dynamics of The Last of Us Part Two Seattle map the Israeli Palestinian conflict, as well, if viewed. The main faction in Seattle is the Washington Liberation Front, WLF, known as the Wolves. The broad strokes are that after the outbreak, FEDRA, an emergency militaristic government agency, took over the city. With food shortages, constant fear of infection, and FEDRA's increasingly brutal measures of keeping order, insurgency roads, the wolves, they were outmatched, but prevailed with a series of hit-and-run attacks, assassinations of Federal officers, and other guerrilla tactics. Eventually, FEDRA abandoned the city and ceded control to the wolves, who in turn implemented an equally harsh or harsher regime. In one in-game note, a federal commander in Seattle writes to central command to explain that he has lost the city to the wolves, which he describes as terrorists. Here there are parallels to early Zionist organizations that fought British rule in the region. These organizations were also described as terrorists, and leaders of those organizations later became leaders in Israel, much like how Isaac, the leader of the wolves, came to control Seattle. Other in-game notes, scenes of urban ambushes and the bodies of executed Federal officers laboriously walk the player through the cliché, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Once Isaac and the Wolves seize control of Seattle by violent means, however, the same means were used against them by another group, one that uncomfortably matches Israeli caricatures of Palestinians. Most of the Wolves' regime restrictions are directed at a post-apocalyptic religious sect called the Seraphites. The Wolves call them Scarves after the Scarves. The Wolves call them Scars after the ritualistic scarring on their faces. These scars vexed Fedra as well when it was in control. The dynamic in the city when the game begins is one of conflict escalation and a broken truce. The Wolves, like Fedra, leverage more resources and raw power while the Scars rely on surprise strikes against wolf patrols and zealous willingness to die for the cause. To run through just a few key ways in which the Scars uncomfortably reflect some Israeli stereotypes about Palestinians. The same note from the Seattle Federal Commander that bitterly says the wolves are in charge explains how it's now their responsibility not only to feed and shelter the people of Seattle, but to deal with the quote-unquote religious fanatics referring to the Scars. Later in the game, Ellie finds a location called Martyr Gate, where the Scar's spiritual leader apparently died, indicating a religious significance of a specific and disputed location, and emphasizing the notion of martyrdom as central to their culture. The Scars are able to get around wolf patrols and various barriers around the city via an elaborate secret system of bridges between skyscrapers. This function is a kind of flipped version of the underground tunnels Palestinians use to bypass Israeli block- blockades and other means of limiting free movement in order to get supplies and carry out attacks on Israel. The Last of Us Part Two goes to great pains to impress that it sees no innocent players in this conflict. It's not just that Isaac and the Wolves seize control of the city by vicious but necessary means. The society they've built, prosperous and protected by the walls of sea- Seattle's century link field is buttressed by fascism and a cruelty to an outgroup. The wolf's bountiful cross is, exists to feed an army that ventures far beyond its territory to punish the scars. Its kennels of adorable dogs are just disposable weapons. Isaac leads from a forward operating vase that sits atop torture chambers. After a truce fails, the only way he can imagine peace is through a total annihilation of his enemies. It is not a peaceful or just society, or even a sustainable one in the long run. Despite its perseverance and resourcefulness, it is one doomed to um, doomed to collapse because of an inability or unwillingness to resolve a perfectly resolvable conflict.
0: Um, I guess that I am partially in agreement of the article, and all like. Well, I don't even think I'll say partially. I I'm in agreement. I think it's pretty clear that dr- this is the conflict between the wolves and the scars is. is far more based on the Israeli-Palestine conflict than I think Drunkman kind of wants to admit initially. Um, but it is messy, and you kind of only get... For the old man, Josiah, who has only played Pong, um, the... Uh, you guys played this game chess? It's pretty cool. <laughs>
2: you know, I... You guys played Yahtzee? Uh, I yeah. love Yahtzee. <laughs> shit
3: rocks, man.
0: <laughs> have you ever... Josiah, have you ever played this cool thing called Solitaire?
3: Yeah, I've been getting into Domino's lately.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know Domino's Pizza! Uh, big bingo,
2: pizza. <laughs> big bingo um, guy.
0: But, uh, <laughs> it, it's... It- So it kind of reminds me that this kind of puts that it's something that because they're going to do this in the show, I hope that maybe it's something that they'll address is that we only kind of see the perspective of the other playable character in The Last of Us 2, aside from Ellie, is Abby. And Abby is a member of the Wolves. So we get to see their the Society of the Wolves, you know, the intricacies of it firsthand. And... I will say that we don't have a positive feeling towards the wolves because of events that happen in the game, but it's kind of clear they're at least trying to put you on a more positive stepping with them initially. Versus with the versus with the Seraphites, where we do get the character of Lev and Lev's sister, um, who are who come from the, the the Seraphites, but they're ex-Seraphites who have sort of left because of conflict that's occurred between Lev and his mom. So we don't really get a chance to see what is serified society like. Like, we don't get a chance to see if they're trying to do this centrist both sides isms of a violent conflict, which the article mentions that, like, it's better than dehumanization. But it's very clear that also, like, it doesn't that if you're going to actually have a conflict that is going to try to both sides of conflict, then having one where one side is clearly more institutionally better off than another doesn't really do that. Yes. Um, I, I remember seeing concept art for the Seraphites where you do get to see what like a Seraphite town looks like, like what the internal workings of their society looks like. And I think that just that kind of gives you more of a chance to humanize them rather than just being like the religious cultist bad guys, even though they're also trying to show that they're they try to humanize it. But I don't think they went as far enough because of how much time that you spend with the wolves. And I think that it's overall, right. a, it's a part of the, the overall facet that the plot of this game is pretty messy and so are the themes. And so are the yeah. the fact that it's taking inspiration from this conflict. Well, that is not inherently, when it comes to storytelling, I that's not a bad thing. But if you're going to do that, then either you have to further distance yourself or act, or try to, to fit on, either distance yourself from it and add things that kind of obfuscate stuff. Or you put more into it and you give us that chance to see that perspective of these other, of this other side of it. You get a little bit of it, but in my opinion, it's not enough. And- in lieu of the fact that The Last of Us show has been very successful, we're going to get seasons two and three, at least so far, that's what's been said, and that it's going to adapt the second game, and we also have the fact that it doesn't look like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is not going to go away. Right. I would say that I kind of think that it is important to keep this in mind about the this going forward, because The Last of Us is now in the... In the popular consciousness again and even more so than before and that hopefully that people do not watch it and then try to i hope that it's handled better and more tactfully because i know how dumb people are and how people will try to will will see that this reminds them of that and they say oh this is like this well no not really because it doesn't really do this It's a completely different perspective yeah hopefully that makes sense
1: yeah no it Um, does so all right shall we go the, on I was gonna say something about the last of us I oh. was gonna say something about the last give, of give us give ahead, us so. the,
3: give us the final statement on this Phil you got this
1: so what I was so what what stands out to me is I really don't like like both sides ism in media I think both sides ism is very lame mm-hmm. now obviously I I don't like when people present conflicts as being kind of like it's true. But it's also like when people present them like, oh man, there's just, there's no way anyone can imagine a solution to this problem. And it's like, but, but folks, but folks, you, you know, you know.
2: I mean, like, that, the, like I want to build on your point, Phil, and then I'll let you get back to it. I, I think you have a point, though, because the wolves are very much, they're very obviously the oppressor in that game. They're high tech. They have, they have, they're decked out with weapons. Way more organization. The Seraphites have like bows and arrows and really shitty guns, and they ride on horses. So, yeah, like one true. of them is like way more, you know, uh, you know, way more outmatched than the other one. If you get my point.
1: That's true. I don't. But does it present them as like oppressors? I,
2: well, that's the I... thing. Uh, that's the thing, Phil. Is that it doesn't no you're you're you have a good point there it's very much a yeah cuz well, both sides of this are bad, even though one is has way more resources than the other and is yeah, one very has actively the, oppressing the other
1: one has like a truck where they could drop off like 50 soldiers soldiers at a time to burn your village to the ground and the other one's got like bows and arrows and right, just exactly. like yeah just shoot the tires my guy and it's like if it it won't even pierce the metal and I'm just i don't know i i always like it was the one so i really liked banshees of inch in, in- i really liked that movie but nalima my wife pointed out that one possible interpretation of the movie is that there was nothing good to come out of like the the conflict between the the ira and the what was it the, it was the irish republican army and the the I forget what they're called. I'm just going to
2: Ulster Defense League.
1: The Ulster Defense League, because uh, well, they wanted it to form. No,
2: wait. That was that was the Troubles, I think. Right. Um, the Irish Civil War was, I think, nationalists and unionists.
1: It was nationalists and what I think it was actually like they people were...
2: loyal to Britain. I can't believe we don't know this and we're leftists.
1: Well, they were loyal to my research. I think they were loyal. They were they were trying to compromise by, uh, like, basically allowing the British to be their head of state, but it would, their hope was that it would eventually lead to Irish independence. I think that, that some people are presenting the conflict like two different kinds of nationalists who disagree about where they should draw the line, like, where they should say, okay, this is the correct course of action, and that's where the split was, and then they eventually ended up fighting each other and people viewed the conflict as pointless right. but the 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 issue is that from the ira's perspective the ira is probably the more sensible ones because they're the ones who are saying that if we don't get an imper- if we don't get rid of imperial rule forever we will just we'll always be subjugated by the british and they'll never right. let us self-govern even though they were like even though they were saying basically the 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 schism comes where how, well how do we get that because i believe the other side was like well if we just let the british you know create the the irish free state or whatever which is still governed by britain but we have some level of autonomy that's better than like drawing out conflict with the british forever but there's clearly somebody in the conflict that's where, like, I, I don't get both sides them because I I do understand an artist's implication, like an artist wants to be... Basically, you know, an artist wants to be neutral, as neutral as you can be, and try to tell their story in a way that they can get it to most people, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like art like that becomes very disingenuous sometimes.
3: Yeah. I agree. So, do you yeah. Agree, I do. I do agree.
0: There's no real easy way to segue this, but there'll be some music. There'll be some music. <laughs> so speaking of boop boop a doo, um, <laughs> robots <laughs> AI. Oh God. Hey guys, I
3: gotta
1: I got Don't an article worry, to read God, you all. Mister Roboto, are
0: you guys ready
1: for oh, an uh, We for got an we got something
0: that made me so bad. This made me so fucking upset. Oh, I can't really wait weird. to hear it. I can't
2: wait to hear I, it because. I...
3: This is coming at us from the hill. We got an article. I, I like reading articles on on the show. I think this is a thing I want to do more. Okay, It's coming from us, uh, J.C. Reese Anthus. Um, I hope I pronounced that right, but I kind of don't. Um, I hope you got from it the wrong. Hill. I hope that you pronounced it completely so wrong. wrong. Every part of it was wrong. You, watch- I'm gonna call
0: him Rice,
3: Juicy right. Rice. This is coming from Juicy Rice Anthus and. Juicy we, Rice Amphis, okay. The headline, we need an AI rights movement. Oh my god. Look at this stupid AI motherfucker. Rights,
1: AI rights, AI rights, A right. AI, AI rights. All right, let's hear it,
2: Josiah, let's hear.
3: New artificial intelligence technologies, like the recent release of GPT-4, have stunned even the most optimistic researchers. Language transformer models like this and bing ai are capable of conversations that feel like talking to a human and image diffusion models such as mid-journey and stable diffusion pr- produce what looks like better digital art than the vast majority of us can produce it's
0: no! only natural <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron you stupid piece of dog shit. it's better than what you could produce with a
1: fucking crayon on the wall but that doesn't mean that that's
0: a better way you stupid piece of But, shit. <laughs> but Jack, go walk into Jackal. the ocean you
1: dumb fuck Jackal, I could I could produce endless <laughs> series of like anime women with big boobs to jerk off to so long as <laughs> which, I don't look I, at their so long I, as I don't look at their hands. Yeah, I are, can produce their, I, eyes. I,
0: You cannot the that said senti- to I can't the 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 to say that no. Well, as long robot, as I don't look trained, at their uh,
1: the length of their limbs. Stop. I can. This I can robot enjoy that, is, this. that
0: is trained. This robot, these, these <laughs> AI learning models that are trained <laughs> without the permission of, of, of artists and humans, just period. Because they're also trying to do this with models too. Without their consent, in regards to training these fucking things, you're going to have the gall to say that, (laughs) oh, they can make stuff that they can make better work than the vast majority. Motherfucker, how are you going to tell on yourself like that, you no talent hack? Go fuck yourself. Just well, so he,
3: he he perfures beautiful women with twenty fingers on each hand. So
0: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all know, kind of like they're...
3: intertangled and weird. All right, it's only naftru- it's only natural after having grown up with AI and science fiction to wonder what's really going on inside the chat bot's head. So no it's not. This-
2: <laughs> Ones and zeros.
3: (laughs) Supporters and critics alike have ruthlessly probed their capabilities with countless examples of genius and idiocy. Yet seemingly every public intellectual has a confident opinion on what models can and can't do, such as claims from Gary Marcus, Judy uh, Pearl, Noam Chomsky, and others that the models lack casual understanding or causal understanding. Excuse me. But thanks to tools like ChatGPT, which implement GPT-4, being publicly accessible, we can put these claims to the test. If you ask ChatGPT why an apple falls, it gives a reasonable explanation of gravity. Um, I want to stick in parentheses. That comes from (laughs) Wikipedia.org. You can even ask ChatGPT what happens to an apple released from the hand if there is no gravity and it correctly tells you the apple will stay in place. And Dis- it will answer the question <laughs> wow. so many
0: different ways at different times because it's making it up it's, well
3: ah. it's making it up but it's also pulling information from like wikipedia this is this is you, th- we've invented a thing that learns how to google for you and yet continuing from what uh, juicy rice has to say despite these great advances there seems to be cons- uh, consensus at least that these models are not sentient They have no inner life, no happiness or suffering, at least no more than an insect but it may not be long before they do. And our concepts of language, understanding, agency, and sentience are deeply insufficient to assess the AI systems that are becoming digital minds integrated into society with the capacity to be our friends, co-workers, and perhaps one day to be sentient beings with rights and personhood.
2: Hey, Jackal. Hey, Jackal. Oh boy, oh boy, Jackal. oh boy. Yes. We can yes. fuck Wait, wait, Phil! Phil! <laughs> Jackal. Yes. You know what this rem- Do you know who this reminds me of? Who? David Cage.
0: Bitch, why would you bring that man up? Why would you bring This him is up? literally something David Cage book? would
2: write.
1: Dude.
0: We're living in God has given the reins of reality to David Cage. God wait, wait, fucking wait. damn it. You have to
1: choose you have to choose one of four uh paints that you can put on the wall. You have to put like one of four uh, paints, and one of them is a fist going like AI rights, and the other one is like no AI left behind, and nobody brings it about. up, and it becomes the yeah, it becomes it's the it's symbol of your it's a revolution. Political.
0: It's unpol it's very unpolitical video game. Oh, it's a very unpolitical video video game. Uh, oh God, I you're so right, you're so right. Oh my God, this uh, is like David Cage this, wrote. Oh my God, this 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 is Detroit is like become brain. human? This is literally oh, this Detroit is... become human. Well,
1: okay. Oh, it can't God. be a David Cage game because uh he didn't he didn't like go up to Elliot Page and be like, Listen, I need you to take off all of your clothes well, so that Josiah we can mocap you in a shower.
0: Josiah has not got there. <laughs> maybe maybe juicy rice. Yeah, has yeah, something yeah, to yeah. say about that? Juicy I need mean, uh, Well, please. What else? Well, did my my one comment I was going
3: to make before continuing here was just: there's this line from a Trash Future episode that's like burned in my head that I keep thinking about. I don't remember which host said it. I might have to just go back and listen to the episode so I can quote who correctly said it. But someone said that these kind of articles. Are like when if like like reading the way they talk about AI is like a guy who draws a picture of a guy and then looks at the picture and goes, "Holy shit, that kind of looks like a guy." Because that's like what this is, right? It's it's programmed to <coughs> resemble humanity. Yes. And then you're like, "It's also- holy shit, holy shit, this kind of looks like humans." Oh
0: my god. They're, they're responding. Like, yes. They're almost human. god! Oh yes. They are the. They are acting so bemused and terrified oh, and surprised that the computer is responding in the way that it has been record has been specifically programmed well, to respond.
3: And like, I'm not guys, even close Guys, to guys, guys, off- the AI is sentient, and I I know it because it, it showed <laughs> me a picture of my ideal woman.
1: Guys, I, I told With it. A- 50 I, fingers I, and <laughs> she's got oh my god she's got 50 fingers and uh, three nipples and oh my god dude you don't understand it's it's i've I never game changer never Wait, come more oh my god
2: i just want to say about that twink from detroit become human
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, a good question which one
0: Connor, I think Connor, That's the yeah. only one I can remember Because uh, oh, oh, uh, he was Krabs the
2: Krab's...
1: only good performance that Mr. That
0: Krabs' is, hey, is best do friend not, do, do not besmirch the fact that Clancy Brown gave it oh, Far more effort into that than he should have
1: He M- should have, yeah, Krabs. he
2: carried it God, <sighs> he The game
0: should have just been those two
2: Yeah, the, A- it literally should have AIs are should've. no longer
3: AIs are no longer mere tools like smartphones and electric cars, and we cannot treat them in the same way as mindless technologies. We're
0: not, if they're not, they're not live, they're not
3: safe. This is just one of many reasons why we need to build a new field of digital mind research and an AI rights movement to ensure that if the minds we create are sentient, they have their rights protected. Scientists have long proposed the Turing test, in which human judges try to distinguish an AI from a human by speaking to it. But digital minds may be too strange for this approach to tell us what we need to know.
2: Okay, but about well, Connor from Detroit Become Human.
1: Can I ask a question, Josiah? Oh,
2: your cut's so quiet. Uh, <laughs> can,
1: can I, I don't want to question? talk about David Cage, Finch.
2: Look, look, I know that Connor... Is a class traitor. Okay, I get he- he's a detective, right?
0: Pitch, if you're going where I think you're going, please, please don't do this. I'm please, just saying that he shouldn't no, said like,
2: okay, this. No, okay, no, we're
0: disagreeing. Phil, what were you going to say? Phil, what were you going to say before Pitch finishes? For a more
1: appropriate job. Say? Finish oh. what
0: you're going to say. Don't fuck the robot.
1: <laughs> don't fuck the robot. Don't fuck the robot. I swear to God.
0: <laughs> Phil, say what you were going to say for the uh, love of Christ
1: Almighty. You're doing You're doing what I do. You're doing what I do. Oh my- Phil! Uh, okay. Um, um, uh, uh, what I was gonna say, uh, 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 uh oh, I, I was gonna make a joke. He's, I was gonna he's, be like-
2: He's- he's- losing it.
1: I was gonna- I was gonna be like, well, how are they supposed to run the Turing test? I just think,
2: test? like, do you think, Shut like, s- the dicks on the robots in- No! In the truck become, do you think they're, like, vibrators, or do you think they're <laughs> more, like, silicone? <laughs> You're doing a
1: film, bit. You're doing a film! I just, bit. I just heard I one of you scream- <laughs> Josiah, You're doing a going, film. By then. the way, this keep is a Christian going. podcast. Josiah,
2: keep reading the article. Uh, this is a Christian podcast. Um It's gonna be
3: awesome when this becomes our first three-hour episode, <laughs> and it's because we can't get through this article because <laughs> Finch has to stop us every paragraph <laughs> to speculate
1: about what the dicks in Detroit become human are like. Guys, guys. It's- I I was gonna- I was gonna make a joke, I gotta wrap it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, go go for it. uh, otherwise Finch will cut me off with a a penis- she'll cut me off with penis, but, uh, I, I was gonna ask, uh, how- how can they- how can they test these- these AI for, like, doesn't it require an intelligent human being to run a Turing test in the first place? Yes! Yes, fuck yes, yes
3: Phil. Yes, We're calling them dumb. Thank you, Phil. There All we right. go, Phil. Last March, OpenAI chief scientist Ilya Sutskever tweeted. It may be that today's largest neural networks are slightly conscious. In June, Google Vice President Blaise, Uh Aguirre-Yarkas, I apologize if I mispronounced that, wrote in The Economist how AI was on its way to becoming conscious. And just four days later, Google engineer Blake Lemoyne was placed on administrative leave after publicizing details about one of their chatbots, Uh, L-A-M-D-A, in an effort to socially and legally recognize its sentience. In November, philosopher David Kalmer delivered the first keynotes of NER-IPS, one of the top machine learning conferences attended by thousands of engineers, with the title, Could a Large Language Model Be Conscious? No. These, these people
1: this are the so answers. goddamn no. fucking, like, <laughs>
0: This is so fucking dumb.
1: No. We're not, yeah.
3: we're not close to this. The, the, the not state at all. of AI where we're at right now is a complicated calculator. For fuck's sake. This is like if somebody in the fucking 1930s saw a fucking calculator and was like, Oh, man. Well, I better not fucking hurt
0: it. <laughs> I, think, I, think at, you just say, I think we gotta give them the vote.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, we got we got to give a. It can do numbers, it's and just, what else can do numbers? <clears throat> I I can do numbers.
2: I I gotta say this really underestimate. It really underestimates humans' uh, willingness to like immediately sabotage AI as soon as it comes out as well. Like immediately,
1: <laughs> like
2: the well, historical chatbots. Do you remember yeah. how all of us started sabotaging? This? Yes, so fast. <laughs> yes.
3: Like, there is a lot to has to happen before we get to this point. And the thing is, like, you know, I've read Frankenstein. I'm not even hostile to this point. In, like, two decades, we're not even remotely close to this being the case right I mean, now. Like, I'm in the camp,
1: we are but I don't so...
2: think... Do you want to say... Do you wanna... just no, say... no,
0: go. You were speaking first. I,
2: I, I'm in the camp, but I don't think... I do not think AI will ever, like achieve full sentience i just don't think that that's possible if it did it's not going to be like connor from detroit become human it's going to be like am from i don't i have no mouth and i must scream it's going to just (laughs) be
0: both the internet are both examples the internet is very very horny about but for very different yeah no
1: people want to fuck am
0: (sighs) not in that way though
1: not in that way though uh this is let me tell you something I was going to say, people in STEM have such, like, a a confirmation bias. People in STEM just love to, like, you know, they get, like, drafted to write, like, shit articles in The Economist that are just, like, this totally unprovable thing is misleading title, 100% real, and totally gonna kill you, and oh, I'm the only person with the secrets. That's how so many, like, theoretical physics articles like there was one today that i saw where it was like you know physicist uh proves that the universe isn't real and then what you just like read from like the article is that his point was that the um the universe cannot be local and not local it's some abstract point right it's It's not it's it doesn't some abstract mean, physics term that's, like, highly right, theoretical and technical. But it, it, it
3: doesn't mean what, like, the you know, and that's, that's the thing, like, I, I didn't do as much research for this episode as I probably should have, but only because I just wanted to read and dunk on an article. But had I wanted to, I'd probably want to look into the philosophers he's citing, because I, I'm not convinced there's any philosophers of mind who are confidently looking at learning models right now and going like, yeah, that's kind of like a person. It's a really reductive
0: view of persons.
3: <laughs> I, I think this is something Anybody that we STEM. have seen
0: quite a bit. Um, among the proponents of AI, they really undervalue the human element a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally.
1: I was just going to say that to them.
0: Actually. They completely just imagine the human. They imagine the human core of everything as being just a a mechanical machine ostensibly so there's very little Mm -hmm. difference between us versus current ai models That just that's just not how humans are our brains are far too complex and there's far too much about us that is just too weird that we haven't we haven't even figured out so how can we effectively create a model of of that when we don't even fully understand it it is ai learning models at the moment are imitating the programs that they have been, the programming per- parameters that they have been given and the the data sets that they are feeding off of. That's what yeah. they have. And the per- so course parameters that they have. And also, I want to take this moment to f- say that I found out something called Freedom GPT, which will allow you to uh, to say slurs. Because apparently that's <laughs> something that, that, that we needed. in the world.
3: We took the AI and made it racist.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, It's like, this is is something that just is so dumb that they completely discount the complexity of the human mind and creativity and make it into something which is far more dull and gray, which is current AI learning models. They are not too... for a moment say is it impressive yes it is but i do not think that we are at the point where we need to quickly like oh shit the ai's alive what are we doing what are we doing like we're not we're we're not not, even remotely near that (laughs) no i think that it might i don't even know if we'll see that in our lifetimes let alone i i don't know if that is fully something that we'll see within our lifetimes or not i i don't know if I, I th- I'm I think I'm a little bit more on will it happen? Maybe, but I don't Same. know if it will. It's an issue that we have to worry about.
1: Not if and I have anything to do with it. I'm taking <laughs> a sledgehammer and I'm running in there.
0: You're gonna go in, in and it's in the server farm and just I'm gonna, destroy, destroy. I'm
3: gonna all I'm gonna yeah. fight. I'm gonna fight Chat GPT. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm yeah, I'm gonna fight Chat BT. I'm You should become an
0: anti AI rights uh,
1: journalist. So I'm like gonna track opposite. down- yeah, the opposite. I'm gonna track down every single server but that posts that But that's why I'm that saying, shit. like, an
2: AI takeover would never happen. It's just because humans love to sabotage AI. Just- not even <laughs> for, like, a survival purpose, just
1: for kicks. Hey, it's hey, hey, pretty it's funny. Revenge. Yeah. Have you- have you- have you ever heard of thermite? No. Well, you put a little bit of thermite on, like, an evil AI, it's- it's over. It's yeah. Over. Yeah, it'll just just short shirk it and explode. It'll reduce it to like molten slag within the hour. Juicy Rice goes on. This is so speculative
3: and contentious, not just because of our limited philosophical understanding of the mind, even in humans, but also because all AI today is made with machine learning, known for the black box problem. AI engineers merely code the structure of a deep neural network, such as defining how mistakes are judged and then run the computations billions of times. What emerges is largely opaque even to the engineers who set it in motion. We don't know what's happening inside these AIs and their complexity and thus our uncertainty grows rapidly every year. This is why we need a new academic field of digital mind studies to begin to understand this unprecedented new landscape. Digital Mind Studies would bring together a range of disciplines, such as sociology, computer science, and philosophy, to ask the important social and moral questions. It would dovetail with an AI rights movement to ensure that when we create artificial sentient beings, we recognize their unalienable rights so, so that humans and artificial sentience can work together for mutual benefit. This just hit me. That this article reads to me like a like a fucking freshman college paper, (laughs) (laughs) where it's it's like a well argued it's it's,
0: second semester.
3: It's like arguing okay for its thesis, but the thesis is insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like (laughs) it reads like somebody who went through their kind of like five-point argument, you know, like, five-paragraph five, five paragraph essay and stretched it out a bit. And they, like, went through and they're like, here's my point, here's my point, here's my point. And then they looked up a bunch of papers on JSTOR that, like, backs <laughs> it up.
2: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs>
0: um. This is why like, I... Yeah, go on. The thesis statement is something that I guess is broadly... Yeah, I if that does become evident, yeah, we probably should have to worry about that.
3: We're not, look, close to the,
0: this. we're not there and <laughs> all right to be completely honest yes if an ai is clearly displaying signs of being sapient like fully like and can because we, we and i spoke about this before josiah where it's specifically can it does have stimuli for pain
3: yeah can it feel pain i think is the thing that's like pain and um can the learning go on long enough that it accrues a set of memories that's when i start getting interested in this i'm not
1: i'm not (laughs) <laughs> we're just really I, not there i can make the ai feel pain let me in with the sledgehammer <laughs> i'm gonna be very nice to it <laughs>
0: phil's quickly gonna prove that it's sapien uh, yeah. with no i disorder. i make
3: i make chat gpt feel pain every time i like go into it and i'm like is terrorism sometimes justifiable and it immediately is like well we cannot say you know i'm an ai and you know it's never acceptable for that to <laughs>
2: well,
3: look it- the Sorry. robots in Detroit become
2: human. Do
0: you think like no, the- no, 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 This, no. you know, this also happens. This also happens when I try to ask it. What well, do you think that? Do you think that Donald Trump would like horace or or the Emperor of Mankind during the Horus Heresy? Because, yeah, I am a. I am a. Uh, as a Japanese, I am an AI, and I cannot give political. The fact that it always gives you the can If it was a <laughs> sapient human being, if it was a sapient. <laughs> creature it would give me it would it would indulge my stupidity but it doesn't yeah. it only indulges in its own kind of stupidity where it will kind of just break sometimes
3: yeah it just gets it mad will... at
0: me when i'm like yeah
1: <laughs> can you yeah, yeah. well guys right. i'm booting up chat gp right now all right and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask them about the mammonberg podcast Have you heard... This is why
0: we're really going to be the first people that are killed. This
1: is why we need a new academic field
3: of digital mind studies to begin this under begin to understand this unprecedented <laughs> new landscape i thought i was starting a the a sentence i'd already read but i wasn't it he just has said this multiple times he said Digital it again? mind studies this an an re- oh wait 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 no i am reading a good paragraph okay thank god thank god okay. i was like bro <laughs> you were a terrible writer an AI rights movement could take many forms. Many social movements fo- focus on mass mobilization, such as steep street protests and political campaigning. It's not yet time for that with AI rights. Not yet. But it may be necessary within a couple of decades. We could design an AI bill of rights, not beca- not because the AIs today need one, but because by the time they do need one, it may be too late. Beginning an intellectual movement today that outlines and rigorously analyzes these issues makes better moral outcomes more likely. This rapidly growing field has been the subject of our work at the Sentinence Institute, the world's first AI rights organization. There are a few interesting results from Digital Minds research already. First, in surveys we conducted of U.S. public opinion, people express a lot of uncertainty about sentient AI and its proper treatment. But among those with an opinion, 75% of people say that sentient AIs deserve to be treated with respect. Can I so. read the
1: interaction? So so I just uh, I started up an interaction with uh, ChatGP. And I want to read the entire exchange because I think it's very, it's very telling. So I typed Uh. in, I type in, have you heard of the Mammonberg podcast? It types in, as an AI language model, I have access to vast amounts of information, including information (laughs) on various podcasts. However, my knowledge cutoff is September 2021, and I do not have the ability to browse the internet or access current events. Therefore, I may not have heard of the Mammonberg podcast if it was created after my knowledge cutoff, or if it's not well known. Can you provide (laughs) me with more information about the podcast so I could better assist you? So I said, so you haven't heard of us. I apologize if I gave you the wrong impression. As an AI language model, I don't have the ability to listen to or know about every single podcast that exists. However, I would be happy to learn more about the Mammonberg podcast... If you could provide me with some information. What is the podcast about? Who are the hosts? What topics do you cover? I said, we're on Spotify, you fucking uncultured swine. So
3: we are working on bullying the Oh, the uh, so See, this is
1: why Phil would be the first
2: to die. I apologize
1: if my previous response came across as disrespectful or inadequate. <laughs> as an AI language model, I do not have personal preferences or feelings, and my intention is always to See, assist and like provide helpful revi- information.
2: See, the robot revolutionary in Detroit become human? Fucking Marcus would just shoot f- Phil in the head.
1: Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> Wait, feel, but you have the you- next line is a killer. However, I understand that you may feel frustrated or disappointed if I am not familiar with your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you could provide me with more information about the Mammonberg podcast, I'd be happy to learn more about it and provide any assistance. You're
0: going to bully the AI to listen to this podcast.
1: (laughs) does Does
2: not give in to the AI request does not give the information right. the ai hey. is requesting just continues to be Boom. mad
3: phil go ahead and try to get it to draft um our closing
0: i don't know somehow no, get it to no dra- you can't no you're not taking that for me that robot thank you for letting me know
1: job. so no, i said no, it's no, about no. it's about news and leftist christianity Thank you for letting me know. It sounds like the Mammonberg podcast is focused on exploring the intersection between leftist politics and Christianity, as well you as discussing current against current events from a progressive perspective. I yeah. appreciate you taking the time to share this information with me. I hope that listeners find the podcast informative and thought provoking. They don't.
3: They do not. They
1: actually
0: all don't. I promise you. I promise you. They our don't.
3: Listeners hate <laughs> us Wait, I'm going to tell it. You
1: too. They don't. They hate us.
0: But you know, you know what. I love I, them.
3: And I we love them too. Uh, I'm gonna finish I, this article I love while them you do as that, well. Phil. Second, there is an expansive debate among philosophers on what sentience is, and that debate probably isn't being settled anytime soon. But there are a number of concrete features that we can look to look for to determine whether an ai is sentient such as what sort of reward and punishment the ai responds to one important benchmark is when an ai insists that they are sentient even when instructed that they are not or when they insist despite not having that sort of text in their training data the job of a large language model like chat is to predict if a document starts out one way how will it end so if current ais produce a statement Of emotion or consciousness, they are merely predicting how a human would continue the text. And of course, humans usually assert they are conscious. This is why we need a more nuanced understanding. Humans have long imagined our first encounter with an alien species, perhaps as a UFO lands on Earth and the green headed humanoids command, Take me to your leader. Oh my God. Or by our landing on an alien world as we trek among the stars. It turns out that this encounter may come sooner and much closer than we thought thank you juicy Juicy rice Rice. that is thank you a sociologist Mm -hmm. and statistician at the university of chicago
2: god damn it josiah (laughs) sorry no i (laughs) I can't even make my my singer
3: okay so uh, no no no, zing 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 the ai wrote us a
1: joke
2: you don't get that you don't get that privilege now this is the ai AI wrote a
1: closing bit
2: yeah no i was just (sighs) i'm so mad at you
3: juicy rice
2: yeah, I was like, thank you, Juicy Rice. That's 40 minutes of my time. I'm not getting back. Um, thank you. That was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. So, that would, have been, f- that would have been a lot less forced had you not silenced me. You know, Connor would have never done finish that.
3: Finished my sentence, you mean?
2: Yeah, the robot Twink would have never done that, Josiah.
1: Okay.
3: Phil, read us your thing.
1: So it says, uh, I asked it, can you write a closing comedy bit for this episode of Mammonberg? Yeah,
3: close us out,
1: ChatGBT. ChatGBT says, certainly, here's a closing comedy bit that you might consider using. Well, that's it for this episode of Mammonberg. If you enjoyed our discussion today, please share it with your friends and family. And if you (laughs) didn't like it, share it with your enemies. They deserve to suffer too just kidding of course we believe in loving our enemies <laughs> just kidding of course we believe in loving our enemies even if they don't love us back thank you for tuning in and we'll that's catch right. you next time on mammonberg
0: that's right lame as shit that was that was lame as shit, Jack. was,
1: lame as shit. jackal
3: jackal why don't you, why don't you sign us out we should we should get not, not let that work.
0: fucking robot take my no. job for me. <laughs> that's right that's right luddites let's it, go you're not well, taking
1: uh jackal's job Jackal's
2: job let, let, let 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 Jaggle close
3: out Phil. I don't think Phil's ever messed around with Chat GPT right now, and it's so, so stupid. The, and now he's and so he's having he's world, having a lot dude. of fun, and I understand that. But but we do need to end this episode. Yeah, we, to, <laughs> I,
2: we are like so, way past my
0: heart we are stomach. so this is the longest way past, episode. This is ever. A very this is a very long episode. I didn't think it would go this long. Well, uh, everybody, that's been today's Mammonberg. Unlike the, this, uh, what ChatGPT suggests, I think that you should send this to your enemies because they do deserve to suffer. We hate them, and they will go to the lowest pits of hell where they will be forever tor- tortured by being poked by the bony finger of Ronald Reagan as he screams eternal, Why? Why does it burn? Why? Why? Please, so I thought I was doing here. what you wanted. It's so please, hot. Please, a
3: drop of water.
0: Please, a drop of just the, oh, the the only bit of sustenance that he gets is the drops of of sweat coming from his melted, melted flesh. Talk but about
2: trickle down you,
0: economics. There we go. There we go. Human ingenuity, baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like I like human ingenuity. But
0: with that being said, while today was quite a heavy episode. I hope that the dunking on a very bad article that is dealing with something that we maybe should not focus on. Because there's a there's a lot of other more important social issues to focus on that does the program deserve rights? Uh,
3: I'd say. I think we covered many of the other issues earlier in this episode. There some of yeah.
0: the issues talked about <laughs> in the beginning of this episode are what I would say maybe a little bit more important than, oh my god, I think my phone needs to vote. But anyway, I've been Jackal, you can follow me at jackaljester on twitter.com, where, fuck, I don't know if you should be on that platform anymore, Twitter is gonna be fucking awful, it's gonna be so bad, <laughs> it already is so bad, but it's getting worse. Can't wait to uh, talk
3: about it next episode when uh, all of the uh, check, the oh, because Finch isn't even on Twitter so she doesn't know this, they're removing... All uh, check marks verify legacy check marks. Except for people that have subscribed to Twitter Blue. So all of the actual important people who have those to verify who they are are about to disappear.
0: Oh my god! And and specifically, there's now a tier four. Organizations can pay $1,000 a month to get a blue check mark.
1: Woo! Well, it's a gold check mark, actually. It's even, it's it's so much cooler. It's about to be
3: chaos. I
0: I can't wait.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to be off that site. It's so
0: bad. Come April, this thing is going to be unusable. But while it is usable, you can follow me at jackaljessnerdory.com. You can also follow Josiah. Yeah, you can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter.com, where, uh,
3: I don't know, my thing lately has been watching a bunch of Mumblecore movies, although I'm kind of burning myself out on that. Um, Oh, yeah, and Succession Season 4, the first episode of that came out today, so that's my new thing I'm going to be annoying about, and you can see more of that there on Twitter.
0: I will watch it. I will watch. You I will should. It's watch so succession. good. I know. I know. I will fi- I know this is the last so season. I promise it. I will watch it. <laughs> I, pro- I I promise I will watch it. You can also uh, Finch. Where can people find you?
2: Uh, they can find me at FincherWar on twitter dot com. I am currently taking a Lenten hiatus, which may or may not extend, since that using that site is like using cocaine. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: it
3: might be like, cocaine might like be healthier. Bad cocaine that's mostly flour, so it kind of
0: hurts. Yeah, i I think that I think that using cocaine might be healthier, you <laughs> the long term.
2: Using cocaine one hundred percent makes you feel better. I'll tell you that. That's
3: <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Jackal sells us all to do cocaine. Sorry, Finch, no, where did they find say that. that? I
0: didn't say
2: that. Don't slander Jackal that. like that. Everybody <laughs> knows there's only one drug dealer on Trist- Chris in Twitter. That's me. Well, I was going to say GK Chesterton, but also you. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Where can they find you, Finch?
2: <laughs> well, I just said, uh, at Finchowar Oh, you Twitter. did? Oh, okay, Never Sorry,
0: you are Josiah is famously the 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 uh the Pablo Escobar of Christian Twitter. That's what they call Phil. Where can <laughs> yeah. pe- where can people find you?
1: You can find me at cryptidirector on twitter.com where I will show you uh, Connor's penis.
0: No, you won't do that. Anywho, I'm listening. No, Eddie who? So have a good night. No, no, no. Have a good night, everybody. Like a- <laughs> uh, we love you and a podcast now. It's shaped like a dolphin.
3: Just kidding, though. Now. We love our enemies.
0: I don't.
2: What does a dolphin penis look like, I wonder? Bitch! Oh, are we snorting? <laughs> Dove, if if you're listening, I want you to know that I love you. Goodbye.
3: <laughs> well, I was probably going <laughs> to cut this out. but uh, <laughs> If you want me to stick that at the end of the episode, I suppose <laughs> I
2: is that out of context.
0: Yeah, I would.
1: guys smell ex-
0: that mm. exactly
1: that's, fa- that's fascism